0: Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with the big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Hey, Irish. So, Father Len, we got a text from one of our listeners in Texas with kind of a complicated bunch of questions here. Her name is Sarah. And she's grappling with some issues around what she should do with her money, particularly if she has a little excess, if she has a lot.
1: I'm her best friend if she has a lot of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me read this question to you. She says, I've always been curious about how much is too much for someone to have. And I think you're saying in, a minute ago that it, there's never too much. <laughs> I but maybe I, I miss, I'm Okay. So then she goes on to say, I would say I'm successful and have saved quite a bit for my retirement, but I always have this nagging question of, should I instead give that to the poor? Should I not buy a new house or a car and instead provide for others? She says, I feel like my heart wants to give it all, but my brain says that just won't work and I deserve a break too. And you know, I should be able to enjoy things. I've heard that ten percent is the giving rule. Is that the answer, Father Len? Okay, great. That's a
1: great question. So I guess my answer would be this about first of all, how much is too much? So when I was a priest of another parish, there's this kind of older couple who were just a kick in the head, loved them, they despite their age. They're kind of wild. He was especially wild, but devout and fun. And I was kind of surprised to find out once when I was at their house that they were worth $50 million. And this was a couple of years ago. And I was kind you of. Had no,
0: you, you had no. no hint they had any
1: money at all. No, I didn't. I just thought it was the average house and their house was no bigger than the modest house that my mother had. So I was kind of surprised. So I did just inappropriately, I guess, say, wow, you know, what? why don't you buy like a bigger house or fancy cars? And they both said, you know, this is the house our kids grew up in. We love this house. We want to die in this house and cars don't interest us. They did have a very nice cabin in McCall, but money didn't control them. In fact, quite the opposite. They're enormously generous with a lot of charities. And I love the fact that, wow, They were worth a lot of money, but money didn't control them. That's poverty in spirit. One of the Beatitudes in Matthew is, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And I'm kind of weird. I pray forty nine for 49 virtues, say 49 Hail Marys for several virtues. And one of them that I want is the virtue of poverty in spirit. Poverty in spirit doesn't mean that you're actually poor. It means money has no control over you. Now that's, that's not where my security comes from. So for this couple, they're enormously wealthy, but they are truly poor in spirit. Or another example, my grandfather, this wealthy Montana rancher who him and his wife, my grandmother, they live basically in the same house. Most of their lives. They never look for anything else to give them a sense of joy or a modern one would be Bill Gates or the guy from Omaha, forget his name, Warren Buffett. Think about those. Yeah.
0: The great investor.
1: Right. Billionaires. Warren Buffett lives in the same house, not saying he's a saint, but Bill Gates, Melinda Gates, Warren Buffett. They have actually shown a certain poverty of spirit that they're not controlled by wealth but they're very good at creating it. In fact, look at them. They give most of their money away to the poor to help change the world. And in this interview, somebody asked Melinda Gates, well, why don't you buy jewelry? And she says, jewelry doesn't interest me. Improving humanity interests me. So if she wants a clear cut answer, that's not going to be my way. I believe in wrestling with God. You should have to wrestle and figure out really pray Am I poor in spirit? I'm glad she's successful. I hope she's as successful as Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. And if she's successful, I hope, wrestling with God, she truly becomes poor in spirit.
0: So are you saying then, Father Len, that there really isn't a number, there isn't an an answer? If she has the right spirit, she'll do the right thing. She'll give what she should give. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Kind of, I'm saying that. When it says 10% in the Bible, well, it really doesn't. 10%, like think about it, during Lent, Lent lasts 10% of the year. What we're really trying to give is the best to God. In the Bible, you gave your first fruits, you gave your best to God. That doesn't mean you have to give everything. So the 10%, we would say as Catholics, you should give 10%. 5% to the church and 5% to other charities that's what our previous bishop used to say and i kind of like that but the 10% i wouldn't consider it an actual amount i would consider it a way of life that you're giving your first fruits to god that you're not controlled by wealth that you want your wealth to serve a certain purpose now i don't if she wants to give it all away god bless her you go right ahead that's the franciscan way
0: well, she, I, said her, she said her brain uh, says that that probably won't work. Her heart says to give it all away, but her brain says, no, 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 no. Well, that's I, what she says. I also
1: think that's a great wrestling match because, like, I want to die completely poor, but I really do. Like, I love this image that I saw as a kid of Gandhi's material possessions, and it was this photograph that all his material worth could be put in one tiny box. I don't know why, but I love that. But it's irresponsible for me not to save something for retirement. Otherwise, I become a burden on other people. Morally, you don't have that right. So I think, honestly, everybody must save something for retirement. You shouldn't be a burden on the greater community. So she should, Her, her head is right. She should save for retirement, not to be a burden on other people. Her heart is right that she should be incredibly generous so the real question is well how much do you really need and that's where the fight between the mind and the heart comes i believe in practicing minimalism what i've discovered is that the older i get the less and less things i need to be happy
0: I so be- she's spe- she specifically i think i see wh- wh- what you're saying and where you're going She says, should I buy a new house or a new car? Or should I give away some of the money? I I think what you're saying is, or what I hear you saying, is that do you need a new car? Do you need a new house? Because when you start saying that, you know, and you're really looking at your needs, your real needs, not, you know, gee, I want a fancy car because I want a fancy car. I don't really need one. That's where the wrestling match is.
1: Or the wrestling match is why do you need one? The why is important. Yeah. He's like, I have another friend who is, he's a millionaire. He's been very, very successful. He kind of cracks me up because for him, his passion is cars. So he has two cars. They're really fancy. He loves fancy cars. He loves the mix of both the art and engineering. But in one sense, he truly is poor spirit. Yes, he has money, but he, he makes sure he takes care of himself, his family, and a lot of other people. His one splurge that he really gives into is not clothes or this or that. And his security is so important that he's not doing buying cars because he wants to impress other people. He loves the engineering of it. So I would say, go ahead, buy a Lexus if that's your passion, but that doesn't mean he's controlled by money. If she wants to buy a new car because she loves the engineering or the surety of a reliable car, go right ahead. I think you can be a minimalist and still have a few extravagant things. But the real question is not what or how much, but why? That's what minimalism promotes.
0: And So what okay. you're really saying is let's ask yourself why you need something or, or why you should do whatever you're doing with your money as, you know, as opposed to coming up with a hard number. It's okay to have a little indulging yourself here and there with something that, you know, isn't something you're totally attached to that you have to have because you look better, feel better, that kind of thing. Right.
1: And in Lent You're supposed to always give something to the poor. I would say we'd keep that mentality, not just during Lent. Yes, we practice it during Lent, but all the wealth she has. Yeah. Some of it can be spent on her. I, I find no problem with that, but the bigger thing is being poor in spirit. None of it controls her and that she should be able to say, uh, you know, I took care of myself. You have a moral responsibility and that's balanced against this responsibility to also make the world a better place. So an exact amount, it's not like, I don't think the answer is like an engineering accountant amount of an exact 10%. My goodness, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are giving way over 10%, but they still make sure they have what they need and probably splurge on a couple of things. Not that those guys are saints, but, it's certainly a great model of being poor in spirit.
0: I like that. I think that's, uh, that's a good way to wrap this up, Fatherland. So I hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. And in the meantime, if you have a question like Sarah did, and Sarah, I hope we helped you out with this. Uh, if you have a question that you'd like us to grapple with about faith, religion, or life, we'd love to hear from you. Just head over to our website. It's www.gshow.com, www.gshow.com. Click on the questions button. Thanks for listening. See you next time.